This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art. I'm your host, Victor Gartner. Thank you for joining us. Today, my guest is Cheryl Unwin, a multimedium artist and teacher at several art centers in Southwest Florida. Recently, Cheryl has been producing a lot of scratchboard art, and that's why she's winning so many awards. We will begin our talk with Cheryl Unwin right after this brief message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. We are back. And as promised, multimedia artist Cheryl Unwin is in the studio. Why don't we just start with just a little bit of your background? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about that. Now, we're going to go back in time to when you were a student, like in middle school and high school. And I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not you had any teachers that really were supportive of you and your, your art and, and took the time to, you know... Give you some, yeah. time, some of their time and, and show that they had an interest. Yeah, I mean, mainly in high school. I can't really remember middle school too much, like in, like for art and stuff. I didn't really think that we probably even had that much of it in middle school. But in high school is really where, kind of like where my art interest really flourished. I had two art teachers throughout my high school years, starting at fr as a freshman with Mrs. Hare. She really took me under her wing. And she saw my ability and creativity as a potential artist when I was like 13. So she was like my biggest influence. And not only um, was she a great mentor, but she actually became one of my closest friends throughout high school, to believe wow. it or not. And it was almost like she adopted me a daughter type thing. But the other um, teacher that really influenced me and actually pushed me along through to college was the head of the art department, Mr. Markey. He's actually classically trained. He was trained in Italy and he studied under some of the, you know, kind of like the masters, master mm -hmm. painters in Italy and stuff. And he was a magnificent artist, teacher, mentor, and he actually saw my abilities as well as an artist. And really kind of like pushed me along to further my studies at art school. Excellent. Wow, that's really nice. So yeah, it was, uh, it was great having them. All right, and then after, ha after high school, did you do anything to continue your, your yeah, education? Yeah, I actually went to, um, straight out of high school, I went to um, the Art Institute of Boston. And I didn't graduate, sadly. But yeah. I did spend a year and a half there. Yeah, I, I noticed that every time you, you mention that to me, because we've known each other for a yeah. while, there's like a little sadness in, in that. Is, is there a story there? Um, I, well, not so much a story, but I, I do wish, and that's one of my regrets, is to have like really just stayed. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of pressures as an art student and actually going to that art school. They were putting like a four-year program into three years oh, wow. so accelerated um, program it was and it was it was just a lot of additional studies 
per semester and I'm you know you'd had to be really dedicated mm-hmm. not that I wasn't but it was it was just really stressful it didn't become pleasant yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy it I get put it. it that way I get it <laughs> well you're a, a multimedia artist and why don't you just uh, tell us which mediums you're using more perhaps recently than perhaps you did maybe several yeah. years ago okay um, yeah the mediums that I actually I love to work with there's four in particular is colored pencil graphite pencil pen and ink and right now I'm really focusing on scratchboard artwork and etching and you do excellent scratchboard work oh thank you so much I mean it's very impressive and in fact I might as well mention to the audience that you've gotten quite a bit of awards in this last couple of years with your scratch art. And yep. uh, why don't you just name a couple during the last year? Um, well, in the last year, um, just recently, really, is I just received a first place award at Art Center Manatee in Bradenton, Florida, for my piece called Reservations. It's a five by seven, five inch by seven inch um, portrait of Chief Redbird, and that has won me a couple of awards so far. And just recently that piece also won bronze award at a online gallery called uh, Camelback Galleries. Right. But, and plus I've won several other awards just recently too on other pieces and stuff, so. Which, yeah. which pieces? Maybe I know them. Well, I won um, People's Choice for my Japanese teapot called, the title is called Kaiushu. Oh, yeah, that was a beautiful piece. Yeah, and uh, that piece there is actually colorized as well as being scratch art. Mm-hmm, yes. So. Yeah, in fact, that piece is in Northport Art Center right now, isn't it? It is, it yes. is, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Excellent piece. And to get people's choice. To me, that's, that is my goal, is to get another one of those. It, it is actually an honor to um, get voted by your peers. Yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it is quite a special award to get. Oh, I never cared about the monetary, but, but that people's choice. Yeah, that's the <laughs> award. That does it for me. That is a, probably the ultimate, that's for sure. Well, you, you started teaching several years ago. And in the last couple of years, things changed in the, the teaching world. Where yes. some places closed down completely. Some places decided, wait a minute, we could do this by Zoom. Right? Use yeah. modern technology. And Absolutely. I understand that you are one of those teachers. I am. I am. Um, I actually left the um, graphic design field, um, which is what my trade is in, a couple of years ago in 2019 to pursue teaching. And then COVID hit in 2020, which meant that all the art centers, like you were saying, closed down. Right. When the art center started to reopen that same summer in 2020, Northport Art Center had one student who was one of my long-standing students in my classes, but COVID really hit her hard. She was basically stuck at home, mm-hmm. but she wanted to continue on being creative. So right. she was my motivation or inspiration to start a Zoom class. Maybe, I think maybe one other person who was also one of my previous students, in-person students. Um, also was stuck at home, and she wanted to get back to being creative. So Mm -hmm. I had those two in the beginning. 
and um, that has continued on until to this day. And uh, now it's become this international online classroom, basically. Um, so I have students from all over the world, from Australia, South Africa, here in the U.S., of course, Canada. Oh my gosh, I'm talking to a celebrity. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you what, what do you think about this this interactive Zoom class? I mean, well, let me put it this way: I, I, I envision Zoom classes not being interactive, but but there is the capacity for the students, yeah, to talk to the teacher, show the teacher the artwork that they're actually working on and getting some feedback. Yes, yeah, and that's exactly how my class is actually how I run it. This the first week is basically just an introduction to the pro a the project that everybody will be working on. Everybody works on the same project, and then I go through several demos on that on that week one. Then they go away for a week. They come back. Obviously, I'm hoping that they've done some work mm -hmm. during the week. Sure. And then the second third and fourth weeks are pretty much a lot of critiquing, students showing me their work. I'll go through them one person at a time, critiquing each person individually and telling them where they may need to go forward with their piece. And then typically I'll do a quick demo as to how to execute a particular area in the style that I'm actually pursuing for my own piece. Right. I don't necessarily make my students copy me. I want them to really embrace their own style. And I, I really don't want any of my students, even my in-person students, to uh, mimic what I'm doing because I think everybody's an individual and they should pursue that sure. and stuff. So, But in my Zoom class, there are some, there's pros and cons to it. I mean, it is difficult because you're not there physically with them mm -hmm. and stuff. So sometimes it is hard to really get your thoughts across to somebody when they can't really see what you're doing technique-wise right. and stuff. You know, lighting and everything else may not necessarily be great. So it's not ideal, but it's, not, it's but, better um, than having everything closed down. Exactly, and that's really what started it all off is because everything was closed down. And, but now it has turned into this wonderful little artist community of multiple, I guess, nations and countries getting together with a common, you know. That's excellent. You know, common uh, enjoyment for sure. art and stuff. So um, we've all become friends, not just as student and teacher, but, you know, just as friends and stuff like that. So we've continued on with communication, too, as well. So um, through a, a little group site that I've developed for that particular uh, class. Excellent. So Very nice. Yeah. So it's exciting. Hmm. Well, there are so many people who offer tutorials on YouTube. Uh, do you ever think uh, you might go in that direction? No, not really. I don't have any desire, really. That and um, there's another Patron, I think, is another, you know, um, online-type tutorial place where people can pay for classes and stuff. I've, I just don't really have the desire or time, really, to yeah. dedicate to that. Yeah, that's stuff, true. Because you I'm very would, busy. You would need to have a certain amount of production yeah. You know, someone to help you out with yeah. the video and 
the lighting and the sound and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, and I just don't have the extra time. That's mm. my problem because I work five days a week as an instructor, art instructor, and I right. travel, you know, from Bradenton, Florida, which is about 45 minute to an hour drive for me um, on a Monday to down here in Punta Gorda, Florida. Okay. And then everything in between. So. <laughs> well, I want to tell the audience uh, so that they know that I was your first student several years ago. Yes. And um, I saw that class advertised on the uh, 8 by 11 and a half printout, nice printout of other classes available. And I thought, that is really cool. I mean, I remember scratch art when that was at display at the high school. Yeah. 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 I thought it was very dramatic. <laughs> I think I'd like to do that for a while. So. And now you're hooked. And, and now I'm hooked, right. <laughs> so we know a lot of the same people. Yes. And yeah. we, we all look forward to going to your class every week. Oh, thank you. And it's time for us to catch up with each other, how things are going. You know, absolutely. whether it's uh, it is, you know, we're all there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's one of the nice things about, I think, for my class is that we've all developed a friendship through it. You know, it's not just student-teacher where a lot of the classes, that's how it is, and they don't want to do anything outside of class mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, or even know about you personally, that type of thing. And um, I think it's wonderful that everybody has become friends as well as fellow artists. Right. It's a camaraderie. It's almost like the military. You know, you have that common bond. And I think in our class, classes throughout the art centers that I belong to and I'm teaching in, we have that camaraderie um, that is developed. Excellent. Well, it's your sweet personality that really helps there, doesn't it? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> well, I think this would be an ideal time for us to take a short break. And so, people in the audience, Cheryl and I are going to get ourselves a beverage because we've been talking and uh, it's a little dry in here. Sounds good. So let's uh, lubricate our vocal cords and, and uh, we'll be right back in a moment. Hey, this is Casey Nemec from Studio 7 Center for Creative Studies. And I love where we talk art. Welcome back. You're listening to Where We Talk Art, and our special guest today is Cheryl Unwin, multimedia artist. And we were just talking about her teaching other places. Where else do you teaching? The other locations that I teach at the Art Center Manatee in Bradenton, Florida, as well as Inglewood Art Center in Inglewood, Florida. You are a busy gal. I am. I am very now, busy. Now, if somebody wants to enroll in, in a class, depending on where they live, I suppose. How do they uh, do this? Um, well, the best thing to probably do is to contact one of those art centers. The information for those art centers are actually on my website, which is Ace Portraits. I'll spell it out because it's slightly different. It's A-S-E, E is an Edward, portraits.wixsite.com. W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com. 
there is a pull-down menu for my workshops and classes, and all the information is actually on there to get in touch with the various art centers. All right. And I just learned something. I didn't know that you pronounce it ace. Yes. I thought it was A-S-E. A-S-E. Ace portraits. Well, sort of like pronounces ace, I would think. Yes. (laughs) Well, I I didn't know that you said it as as a word as opposed to just the the letters. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hopefully, people who are interested in in any of those communities where you teach. Absolutely. We'll look into it. Yeah. Charlotte is a great teacher. Now, I want to change gears here and talk about the International Society of Scratchboard Artists. You're a member, I'm a member, and, well, it's kind of a growing society. It's, it's based it in the UK. Oh, no. No, it's actually, um, it started here in the U.S. I didn't know that. Yes. I would, well, actually, I'm not really sure how or where it actually is um, set at. Obviously, we don't have a building we go to and stuff. It's all online online. and everything. But the way it started was um, it's actually a group of artists that got together on a website called Wet Canvas. There was a scratchboard forum in that artist community online. Mm -hmm. And this group of artists decided that there was so many people interested in scratchboard art and the technique. People didn't really know enough about the art form that they really wanted to start a society to get the word out about this particular medium. A group of artists that had been working with the medium for decades kind of like got together and created that society of scratchboard artists. So that's sort of like a, a rough idea as to how it all started. Oh, so, I see. Well, yeah. that makes sense. And I'm, it just makes me think right now that, you know, you and I know what Scratchboard is. We, we, you and I know what Scratchboard art is, but I'm willing yeah. to bet that a lot of people who are listening have no idea what we're talking about. Exactly. So, yeah. so why don't you describe what a Scratchboard is and how one goes about creating an image on a Scratchboard? Well, a Scratchboard is actually a form of etching. The um, material itself is a... There's a couple of different materials that you can use. One is a paper product um, that has white clay um, on top of paper stock with black indie ink on top of that. And the material that is commonly used in the art world and uh, for professionals is a masonite board with white porcelain clay on top of the board and then they put a layer of black in the ink on top of that white porcelain clay. And what you're doing is you're lightly etching into the clay material, taking away the black in the ink to reveal the white clay in stages to capture different values, gray scale values. And then you you know you, you kind of like watch your image come to life through a black surface and stuff. It's actually, it's quite a very interesting medium. Yes, it is very dramatic. uh, Yeah, dramatic. If you love detail work, it's a great medium to have or to work with, high detail compositions and stuff like that. Well, let's say you're doing an etching and just like any other medium, you're trying to get values from 1 to 10, let's say, 
from from lightest mm-hmm. to darkest, and in between all of these shades of gray. How do you get gray out of black India ink and white clay underneath it? It's all about the pressure of the tool against the board itself. So the lighter the pressure, the less black India ink comes off of the board. And you're really working your values up slowly. It's all about layering. Once you have that concept in your head that um, you know you just want to take little bits off at a time. Because it's not like a true etching where you're carving into the material. Right. You never ever want to carve into the material. So what you're really doing is just kind of like grazing over the top of the black and the ink lightly. Mm-hmm. So that you can capture a gray tone. Um, whether it's a dark gray to a light gray to white, the more you scratch, obviously, the later that brighter, the more you scratch. All right. Well, some people, they use a, a style of using a very sharp exacto knife, and they keep on tapping on the surface. Tap, 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 tap. And, and removing little, little tiny pieces of, of that ink. Yes. And yes. so now you have... A matrix of black dots and white dots, kind of like a photo that you see in a newspaper. If you look at yes, it closely, yeah, that's what all it is. Pixels, or, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and if you stand away from it, it just looks like an image. But if you get real close, right, you, can you see, see those, the dots, just blacks and whites. Yeah, right. And that um, style or that technique is called stippling. Yes, and and, and that's actually common in the pen and ink um, drawings. And a lot of pen and ink techniques are actually adapted to the scratch boarding as well so you know you could be doing stippling to cross hatch to hatching and various other line work and stuff so pen and ink work and scratch boarding sort of go hand in hand really yes and there stuff, are lots so. of similarities there yeah absolutely well sure i understand that you are involved in a big show that's coming up strictly having to do with scratch board art Yes, yes. Um, it's kind of exciting that um, the International Society of Scratchboard Artists, their juried show is actually coming here to Florida, to Bradenton, Florida, at the Art Center Manatee in December. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really it's just an exciting opportunity for people to come and see high-quality professional pieces. It's going to be like the best of the best kind of a show. Best of the best all around the world, not just here in the U.S. Um, We're hoping to probably even get pieces all the way from China. They've had pieces from China in the past shows, Um, Japan, Africa, Australia, so and obviously here in the U.S. and Canada. So it's going to be a magnificent show, a great collection of pieces. Excellent. What's the exact date of that? um, The dates for that show is December 1st, which is the opening reception. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure if that's going to be just available. That first day is going to be available just to members of the society or it's going to be open to the public. But it will be open to the public after the 1st. So it's December 1st through December 30th. Wow, that's long. So it's the whole month of December Excellent. that you'll be able to see the show. Where will it be? It's going to be, um, as I said, um, at the Art Center Manatee in Bradenton, Florida, which is just north of Sarasota. Is there going to be any admission? Uh, no, it's free, free of charges from uh, what I understand for the moment. 
and stuff. So, so uh, there we have a show of the best of the best in scratchboard art, and it's free to go. Yes. Yeah, no that's excuse exciting. not to go. Exactly. I mean, really, that's, that's an amazing thing to see, yeah. especially if nobody even knows what Scratchboard is. Take, take a look. Absolutely. And um, what's really exciting is that first weekend, we're, we're having lectures and workshops for members of the society. So if you're a member of the art of the um, International Society of Scratchboard Artists, that first weekend, weekend of the 1st through the 4th, you will have the ability to participate in workshops and lectures from mm -hmm. several different le levels of achievement. And these lectures and workshops are gonna be taught by the masters in this field, which is exciting in itself. It certainly is. So if people want to attend um, those workshops, is there going to be a, a fee for that? Beyond? There will be a fee. I'm not sure what the fee is. Mm -hmm. They haven't figured that part out yet. Right. But it would only be open for people that are at the associate level and up. So you have to be a member to attend the right. lectures and the workshops. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for that information. I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit more about that. After yes, our, because our I expect recording. you to be there. <laughs> I would like to submit a couple of uh, pictures and uh, see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, talking about uh, coloring. Yes. In your Japanese teapot that you won the best show, best of show, mm -hmm. People's Choice, you colored a floral pattern. I believe. Yeah, the pot. cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms, yes. Now, for a long time, you were a straightly black and white traditionalist. Yes. In your in your scratch board, and me too. Just just recently that I've added some mm. some color. In fact, I did my first colored butterfly in bamboo. Yes. In the bamboo forest, uh, and and so. Which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. So what, what made you decide to take the leap? Well, my students. <laughs> <laughs> you mean um, students affect teachers? Yes, yes, yes you do. Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah, um, really it's uh, because I needed to teach that technique. I had to learn myself as to how to color boards. Um, right. And I, I actually, I'm still a traditionalist. I absolutely love black and white imagery when it comes to scratch boarding more so than color. And I'm pretty, just like yourself, I'm pretty new to it. Probably like within the last, I want to say three years. Uh, I haven't really right. done a lot. and uh, mm -hmm. But I, I needed to learn how to do it, you know, because my students were interested as to how to apply color to a board. So it was just an aspect that had to be basically done, and I'm self-taught in that. I just, I, I prefer not to color uh, and to paint because I don't like using a paintbrush and stuff. And it's a whole different technique than to be painting on a piece of watercolor paper or canvas, too. It's a whole different style oh, and absolutely, technique. Absolutely, because the surface doesn't absorb anything. The paint just sits there on top. That and the clay moves around. It's, it's not as, I wouldn't say that it's not forgiving. It actually is, but it, there's a lot of aspects that can probably drive a typical painter to pull their hair out. 
and stuff because mm-hmm. it can get frustrating. You know, all of a sudden the paint doesn't adhere to the board and you're like, oh, what am I going to do, you know, to get this paint to um, apply properly? And, you know, it is a lot of fun, but, it is. you know, I just, I don't know if it's where I want to take my work. Well, I have to tell you, the Pelican that you did was just insane. Oh, thank you. Really great. Yeah, that was a difficult one because I used um, a paint that isn't typically used to colorize work. I used Yeah, I I used an opaque watercolor gouache paint. And um, typically you want to use a more transparent paint or ink to apply to your boards so that you can still keep the aesthetics of a scratch board to show through. Because you mm-hmm. don't want to really, you know, get rid of your scratch lines, right. you know, behind paint. Why then paint on scratch board if you're going to, like, you know, not show that work? But yeah, I had to dilute paint massively to get it to be transparent. Yes, because you said it was opaque, yeah. opaque but you're making it transparent. So yeah. why don't you just so, start with the transparent paint? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it was kind of like an experiment or like a mistake. I started using it. I'm like, what am I doing? I probably should have used a different kind of paint or ink. Mm. But then I was too far into it to pull back from it to use something else. So I just had to, you know, just continue on until it was done. All right. I, I've seen you carrying around a uh, a box of uh, Doc Martens. Oh, pigments, yeah, yep. liquid India, pigments. Yeah, India ink pigment. Yeah, I, I haven't really used too much of that. Um, but it is a great medium to use to colorize because it is so transparent. The colors are very strong, though, so you have to make sure that you dilute them down because um, with anything, you want to work from light to dark to create yes. a deeper saturation of colors yes. and to create depth with shading and shadowing, too. Because a lot of times with scratch boarding, a lot of people like over scratch and they lose that um, sense of depth. So in order to get that sense of depth back and bring back your shadows, you actually have to apply either inks or colored inks to create that mm-hmm. um, shading aspect of it. All right. Well, believe it or not, Cheryl, we have run out of time. Oh, no. Yes, so Cheryl Unwin, thank you so much for being our guest on Where We Talk Art, where listeners can go and see examples of your work if they go to your website. Yes. Tell Um, us that website again. The website is Ace Portraits, A-S-E, Portraits, P-O-R-A-I-T-S, dot Wixsite, dot com. There is another site that you can go to to see my work and also to purchase um, prints and other various merchandise um, like cups and tote bags and that kind of stuff is Cheryl, S-H-E-R-Y-L, dash Unwin, U-N-W-I-N dot pixels dot com. All right. Very good. And thank you, listeners, for finding us at www.wherewetalkart.org. And we welcome comments and questions. So please go on to the site and tell us what you think. Support your local artists. And until next time, be well. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 